0: Are you Mandalorian? I'm a simple man making his way through the galaxy. Like my father before me. Three Men and a Baby Yoda Podcast. Matthew. Dylan. Callan.
1: This is the way.
2: This is the way. This is the way. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to episode 35 of the Three Men and a Baby Yoda podcast. I'm Matthew Mole, your host, and joining me tonight are my two co-pilots, Callan Gardner and Dylan Shikalis. Callan, how are you, mate?
1: Matty, I am very well, very well. It's been a cracking week in the Star Wars uh, universe. It has. Um, And I have a little update on the YouTube. I've uploaded all of the Boba Fett... Um, podcast that we've done the last uh six, four, five episodes. Oh, there was Sweet. one before as well, so they've been updated. And to get over to our TMABY podcast on YouTube, and, and we uh, got a
2: copyright strike from uh when I changed the theme music at the end, <laughs> yeah. I was doing the in Boba Fett theme the one time we've got
1: it's like, could oh, you want to monetize? I'm like, oh, yeah, sure, uh, can't because old Maddie th- <laughs> thrown that in, but. No, um it was uh they're up there, that's cool. We've gained a bit of bit of traction, which has been cool. But um and nice. if you want to e- if you want to email us, hit us up as well. If you want to email how us. You? Have a you question. had anything come through yet?
3: Well, this is only the second
1: time we've ever talked about it, I think.
3: No, but even for the first one.
2: I got an email from Podbean, but that's about it. Um
1: But yeah, hit us up at T M A B at gmail Dylan,
3: how are you, mate? Good. I'm uh, feeling very relaxed, to be honest. So, Fresh just off came the back Hunter from Valley. a nice weekend away. Yeah, that's it. Plenty of wine, plenty mm-hmm. of cheese, um, and we went and I think just before we watched the episode together. So I think we both were feeling a bit of that that hype, and uh, it paid off. So was our that- expectations weren't tempered. And
1: was that the first one, first watch or second watch?
3: First, watch. first watch. We watched it oh, live. That's
1: still better than
2: that deal. Highly stressful. Baby was being put to sleep. It was. We had to pause for a, a bottle. It was. It was. It was still <laughs> awesome. We loved it. It was. Uh, it was some good Star Wars. And uh, and tonight we have a very special guest, a very good friend of ours, the man whose Star Wars memes have gone viral lately. He finally <laughs> got a microphone this weekend <laughs> just so he could record. It's only been about a year, and the man who's been to every Star Wars midnight session in the past decade with me. A photography extraordinaire, a father to a dog called Chewy, just so he can say, Chewy, we're home every day, <laughs> and the co-host of the Salted Pork Podcast, my buddy, the Brinks, Michael Brinkat. Welcome.
0: Hello there. Hey mate. Hello. Hello. Good to be here. Thanks for having me, guys. General good Brinks. to have you, mate. How, how's it going? Yeah, things are good. It's been a busy year for me as well. I would, would have liked to have joined... Uh, one of these podcasts much earlier, but uh, I think having gone through some awesome episodes the last couple of weeks, I think it's it's a really good time uh, to join and, and have a chat about Star Wars.
1: I'm sure you hear enough from Matt anyway during the week, so, you know, <laughs> get another hour on a Sunday. is probably not always on top top of the list.
0: Yeah, well, he's been saying, uh, just save it, save it for the podcast, and I'm looking forward to uh, letting it rip tonight. <laughs> well, the time like- is amazing
3: sounds like you're having a shower there mate
2: yeah, it's rainy where i am now so uh <laughs> not much i can not much i can do about that i'll uh, <laughs> i'll uh, edit that out on the uh noise but uh you know it's a special podcast tonight we are a part of star wars podcast day 2022 so sunday the no, monday the 7th is uh star wars podcast day so this episode is part of that and the uh the founder of that reached out to me and asked me if he wanted to be involved and i said of course and uh yeah, this last week, this last episode has really got Brinks' Star Wars juices flowing. He normally we text about Star Wars, but I got a phone call on Friday. Oh, like, hey, yeah. hey, Matt, do you we? want to talk about some Star Wars? And I was like, oh, I'm with my parents right now. I was like, <laughs> yes, yes do you I do. Come on the- <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. There's so much to talk about. But uh, yeah, it's, it was pretty special this episode. Um, whether or not it was a Book of the Boba Fett episode, I don't know. But let's just. Uh, so, I mean, Michael, tell us, any, tell us about your initial love for Star Wars and, and where did it first start? Give us your Star Wars anthology.
0: Look, I, I don't think I can sort of pinpoint an exact time. Um, I think I was, I was brought up, my dad was a big Star Wars fan and I think as early as I can remember, uh, we just watched Star Wars, my brothers and I, and we had all the G.I. Joes, um, the collectibles and things and the old VHS videos that we just pumped out. Uh, until they broke um but i think it really sort of came back alive in around 1996 when they started remastering uh the star wars saga and they did the wide vision um and and started launching those things and uh, in 96 they had um a life-size x-wing darth vader some stormtroopers and a couple of other guys at seager world uh, back down in darling harbor in the day and Uh, I think that uh, when I was about 12 years old really sort of kick-started the love for Star Wars and it went from there. And I I think three years after that there was the announcement of uh, the prequels, um, which just I think to sort of see the Jedi, uh, the Republic, all of those things well before Anakin turned to the dark side really sort of filled in a lot of those questions that we had growing up and uh, yeah, it just went nuts. Every three years, a new movie with the prequels, and I think more recently with the sequels, and now the TV series that are all coming out. It's just, um, yeah, it's crazy.
1: You, yeah, high level. You a prequel lover?
0: Um, I, I love the prequels. Yeah, uh, you know, there's a few, with a few little uh, bits and pieces that people don't like. I, I think I saw the Phantom Menace on a pirated DVD that came from <laughs> Singapore. It was the shitter's quality? DVD you could ever watch it had uh, Malaysian subtitles on it and I remember watching that on my old um, four gigabyte uh, computer back in the day and uh, that was before I went to the cinema uh, and saw it there and then to see it in widescreen um, with Dolby surround it was just crazy so prequels absolutely love them did you love the, uh, did
1: you love that pod uh, pod race sort of vibe in the last episode gone some of that yeah. stuff yeah that was cool like. Eh?
0: Yeah, I think I made about a hundred memes with that Leonardo DiCaprio yeah. pointing at the TV and holding Including his beer your, with the uh, <laughs> it's a. It's It was just um yeah, Phantom Menace galore. Yeah, it was good, eh? What the
1: um, Maddie? Did you um, did did you end up uh getting that meme for? Is that you that sent me the meme for the the thing that the the ramp? Did you send me that meme?
2: That, that was Brinkett's yeah. was, so was that
1: Brinkett's that, yeah. that they, went yeah, viral? Yeah, that went
0: viral. I think they got, that, that got yours, That was classic. That was good. 25,000 hits on um, some fan page. Yeah, exactly.
2: Uh, we, we were talking last week and I sent Brinkett about three of them. What were I saying? We sent like um, the Queen Amadala one, the – I don't know. There was, about, there was so many memes and then Brinkett just went into overdrive. It just went <laughs> Owen Lars. He went to Sebulba. He was just – and then I was just it on my Facebook, and it was just, and I was going to go, Oh, hey, Brinks, this is someone's put your meme up. And I'm like, Oh, no, it's just you submitting the meme to the site. I'm like, Okay. Well. <laughs> and then, and then over the next course of the week or so, they're just everywhere now. And then I, I look in the right hand corner, the watermarks, they're Brinks07. So, uh,
0: yeah, I get about 100 notifications on Facebook a day. I'm like, I should really turn those off. It's the same meme about six times on six <laughs> different pages just coming up.
2: <laughs> any 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 money in those memes or just, uh, just no Star Wars notoriety?
0: No, I did tag um, Hamill himself on Twitter, hoping that he would uh, catch on to, to one of them. I think there was one where he's uh, Luke's piggybacking Grogu and I tagged Mark, but... Um, he hasn't
2: responded yet. Mark's <laughs> Mark's Mark's very selective about what he likes. <laughs> yeah, and then, uh, <laughs> but you know, it, it takes a very special moment for a like, and then another level is just the retweet. That's the holy grail. And uh, well, there was a moment I'll, that Mark Hamill retweeted us. Uh, you know, he shared our tweet in appreciation for the return of Luke, and that was just. Uh, I got a lot of. Messages did you get one out for?
1: This episode or
2: what? Oh no, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna harass, <laughs> harass our good friend Mark, you know. Um No, well that's the thing. It's no not yet. Well, that's we'll the thing like, put on that was such a special list. day, like December eighteen. Now it now he just comes back every year. So like yeah, you know, I'll, hit, I'll hit him up next year or something. Um so Michael, tell us tell us about your most recent Star Wars perch. I'm sure James is gonna listen to this, so uh you, you can you can keep as much as you want off, off the table, but uh, what's your, what's what are you what have you been buying Star Wars, like? I mean, you and I we love our pops and Star Wars paraphernalia. I can see the falcon behind you. Um, well, yeah,
0: that that might look like a big purchase, but she actually bought that for me two <laughs> Christmases ago and it took me 12 months to unbox it. I didn't even take the sticky tape off the postage box, I wanted mm-hmm. to sort of film all of that, uh, bit by bit, and I'm slowly doing that, but um, I think. To be honest, the most recent Star Wars purchase has been uh, some uh, A New Hope minifigures to go into the Falcon. So, oh, the, the ones that come with the Falcon are The Empire Strikes Back, uh, Luke Harnlayer, Chewie and C-3PO. Um, and then it comes with the optional Force Awakens set up with, uh, I can't remember the characters' names, but... Um, uh, i'm not i'm gonna sideline those guys and put the in new hope crew so i've got old Ben uh Luke in his tatooine get up with the lightsaber when he's training um, and r2t2 which don't come with is that Lego is set. that
1: like the 7000 piece falcon
0: yeah 7500 piece sweet mother Teresa jeez so that that it's, there's it's about 60 percent done and it's about 12 hours build time so far at a a steady pace uh, and the time lapse is um 30 frames per second that I'm doing, which is about 20 minutes of footage. Jesus. So, um I think it'll probably get to about 20 odd hours once it's complete. Wow. That's cool. No, that's exciting. Looks cool. I, like, but I um, think um if I can sneak another purchase in, it'll either be a Grail Pop or maybe the um the Atat. Star Wars Lego, <laughs> which is um, pretty impressive as well.
3: It's massive too. Mm. It is a massive piece. Well,
0: what's your biggest Star Wars regret, Michael? I, and I think I know what it is. Uh, given one of the cameos of this, uh, yeah. This well, uh, I was just cl- cleaning out my uh, garage the other week, and I, I stumbled across a few uh, pops that just weren't moving on the on the um, p- p- price guide meter. So I, I thought I'd flog them off and. One of those was Cad Bane.
3: No,
0: no, (laughs) No. (laughs) sixty-five bucks, which is not too bad. It's double um, that
2: now. It's just soaring. Yeah, they're
0: they're selling for one hundred and fifty plus. There's there's not even any for sale. There's one that's got a damaged box and it's going for one hundred and fifty bucks. I've had this immediate regret and FOMO. I got the the text
2: this morning. I I have Cad Bane FOMO. Um, it'll pass though. I think um, the hype will draw down. Unless, I mean, he, he might die this week for all we know. Um, but yeah, we don't, don't know
1: get the or Java onto it. He'll find it somehow. Somehow we yeah. read with something. I
0: Maybe I need to buy that Hondo pop that just sort of sits in the bottom of EB <laughs> Games shelf collecting dust. They might um, might be a worthy purchase. <laughs> we'll Matt'll speak, get on so the.
2: Speculating for the. Uh, <laughs> on oh, the crate dragon drug jail core, stand crawler. Yeah. No, no, me and Michael's no we we hunt in the same Junlin way. So uh, I'm I'm, no- <laughs> I'm normally fighting fighting him for a bargain and uh, we usually share uh share our finds. So uh no, I think I got no intel for him. But let's move on to chapter six from the desert comes a stranger. I mean, there is so much to go over. It's it was amazing. It was just insane. Um, I mean, it was just pure Star Wars. Yeah. Okay. what did you? How, how did the episode hit you? I mean, tell me, give me, tell me, tell me where, when, and where you watched it, and we'll go into it. But just tell me how you felt afterwards.
1: So I watched it a day late, um, which isn't, un, you know, something I usually do, but it's a I watched it and I reckon I re-watched the whole thing, went back. or re- I've never paused a Star Wars, something it's Star Wars, and rewound in my life just to hear moments yeah. again. Um, it was a really, really good episode of a lot of – felt like a lot of Star Wars coming together. It was really cool. Mm-hmm. I loved it. It was an absolute classic.
2: Well, our buddy Steele said episode five was a giant hug to prequel fans, this was just a punch in the face of Star Wars. Like, it was, ugh. Oh, it was it was, it
1: was a lot. you got to w- literally watch it twice and then you, it's still a lot the second
2: time. It is. And, I, and I, Dylan, I'm not going to ask you where you watched it because you sat next to me and Jaw was on the floor. We were just sitting there in complete silence when my baby was crying and I had to run upstairs quickly and pause. paused. You and your partner just, I got this enormous, <gasps> What are you doing? And I'm like, we're fucking pausing, obviously, <laughs> because I'm not missing this. And uh Brinks, what about you, mate? When did you when did you watch this? I think you watched it a bit later yesterday. And it was uh, about
0: nine nine thirty that night. So um after we put Bob to sleep and um uh, the wife started rustling the chip packets. i I took it off pause and uh, started the episode. But I think I was laying there and she looked across and said, Are you all right? and I was I don't think I took a breath the whole episode as soon as R2's little antenna popped up and then it was just layer upon layer of uh, creamy goodness. I just, it was, I I think the episode, I wouldn't say of Boba or of Mando or anything, I'd say it's it's the Star Wars episode that we wanted to see as real fans since Return of the Jedi and, uh, you know, to see Luke in his prime was just... um, everything that any Star Wars would have, fan would have wanted to see.
1: How good was the CGI? That was some of the best CGI I've ever seen.
0: I think, I really think they redeemed themselves from, uh, there's a lot of critics from that final episode of, uh, of, of Mando. I mean, that was brilliant work, but so many people came in with um, deep fakes after and, you know, probably did a little bit of a better job, but I think they really took a hard look at, at what they did and redeemed themselves big time in this episode. It was just phenomenal.
2: What's Lucas Lucasfilm hired yeah. Shamu, who did the best deep fake of it, and brought him on board. And they've actually done a lot of um, – they took a lot of time with the words as well that Luke used. Like apparently S's and T's are really hard to enunciate with the mouth and CGI. So they used a lot of words that uh, focus on the back of your mouth, like – I thought it was weird when Luke says back home twice in two sentences and that's because it's easier to deep fake that as opposed to other words. And so they were really careful with the script and um, also did a lot of the the words off camera as well. So, no, it was just insane and we'll go into it. But I mean, you know, straight off the bat. Like, um, one of our predictions for last week was, you know, May Callan said Moss Cobb Vanth ain't coming back till season three of Mando. So, uh, <laughs> strike one for Cal there. But, you know, straight away, Pikes and the Spice deal. And I, I, I didn't notice this until the second, well, I-, I thought it was a mistake or something, but he shoots three guys with two blasts. So it, the first bullet went through the- and hit the second guy. And then, uh, the- you just like think it through. You see you're the smart one. And uh, you know, just this I mean, we've seen a lot of negotiation with the Pikes and the Spice on in Solo and in Clone Wars and, and in um, Bad Batch. And um, you know, you see the kind of guy that Cobb Vanth is that he just kicks the spice into the sentence of Tatooine. And uh, and then the the Russian bobber music starts to come on, and and we're going. But uh, Cal, what did you think seeing Cobb? Yeah, first off the bat, he's a
1: fucking good actor, man. That guy, what's his name?
2: Timothy Olyphant. He's a really <laughs> good actor.
1: He plays that really well. He's because it's a lot of facial, you know, straight up, um, you know, everything sort of. Well, there's not a lot of talking sometimes in this show. Mm-hmm. with just helmets on and shit, but. Just the looks and all that sort of stuff, and um, the one liners. I love a good western one liner. It was pretty cool, and um and the old. I loved the old the old swing it back into the pocket. It was just um, it was really cool. And then he kicked the spice over. I was like, I didn't know where that was going to go. And it's good to hear all about spice, and you always hear it, but until recently, we've ne- you never really see it. Do you know what I mean? So that that was like those little details are something I like as well.
0: Pity you wasted all of money. You- what about you, Mike? Um, yeah, look, I, th- I think there was, um, yeah, that f- that Western sort of a classic stuff channeled in, in, in his face, uh, you know, the little gunslinger type things and um, I sort of uh, aligned it to Back to the Future Part 3 with the whole Biff and Marty shootout um, and Clint Eastwood just in general. I think a lot of people uh, sort of thought that. But, yeah, I, I had a question over... The, you know kicking over the spices is, is that because he just doesn't want a bar of that in his town or is it uh, sort of a like what's the reason for getting rid of it he could have done a lot with that mm.
2: well I, I think it's sort of showing a test to the character that he is like he's not you know I, I guess his moral compass is mm. uh he doesn't want that spice in Mos Pelga. he doesn't want to go through there and you know if you found 50 kilos of cocaine on the floor, what would you do? Are you going to try and sell it on the black market? Or, I mean, what yeah. would you do? I mean, it's, it's it's a tough decision. I mean, you either have got to push it and get rid of it or you make, make the problem worse. And it, I think it's just showing that the character that he is, he's just a good guy, incorruptible. Mm. Um, and mm. what about you, Dil? What do you think there, mate? Well, you think you should yeah, well,
3: well, look, I think my question here was a little bit similar to So it was you know why did he let one of the pikes go with the credits and leave the spice because my thought when he kicked over the spice and you know this whole thing unfolded was you know was it fears of getting Mos Pelgo or you know Freetown involved with the pikes further than they may already be but would killing a few of them and letting one go not then you know give them all the more reason to come back through with a vengeance
0: yeah, it was a bit of so, a silly decision, Which is decision, possibly I
3: thought. why we see at the end of mm. this episode, you know, Cad Bane, mm, but, mate. yeah.
0: I think That's it's important, like, you see that in a, in a lot of movies where they let one go to get that message back to the big boss to say, hey, look, Mos Pelga, if you want to come, you're going to have to fight us, and mm. we're not we're not a, a little town that you can just come and run through and, um, you know.
3: Not push over. Run,
0: run your spice game here, but I think, it's probably a little bit of arrogance on Cobb's part that he th- he thought he could do that and he would send a message, but they clearly came back at the end and sort of showed him who the, who the bigger gang are. Did what else
1: think, like, is Cobb just out there hiding behind random moisture farms and just be like, oh, someone's stuck?
0: <laughs> what are you doing here, boys?
1: Like, it was... Just it was, on patrol. Where the fuck is he coming from? <laughs> yeah. And um, and it was like those guys were stuck, although he said they were stuck, but they were just randomly just chatting. Doing a drug deal. Yeah, I know they're doing the drug deal in the middle of daylight. They're in the same car. What about the
3: uh what about the the whole, you know, showing off his marshal belt buckle like the the double tablet? Little 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 measly fucking little buckle you got there, mate. (laughs) Like, come on. (laughs) These
2: lines show that I'm the marshal and I tell people what to do. Yeah, that was a cool line. Do
3: you think do you think he uh you know still feels like he he has that armor on? You know, Boba's armour, he's still, still got that power.
2: It's showing, It's and this is what they're showing in the show, with especially with him, is that he's continuing to do what he did before without the armour. That's before, right. Like you said, much more carefully. Mm. Um, so he's continuing the story or his character without the armour and sort of Boba Fett's doing the opposite as well. Like, mm. So it, it's a good parallel for the two and... They reference the, uh, the missing armour a lot uh, in this episode as mm. well. Like, you know, oh, you know, looks like we both lost something we love and, you know, don't have the armour anymore. So are they hinting towards he might get his own set of armour? I don't know. We'll save that for the end. Mm. But we move on. Cameo number two. Mando in the N1 fighter. And if you listen to the sort of um, subtitles for the hearing impaired, it says arrives on a verdant planet. So uh, it doesn't give anything away, but we all assume that's Luke's at- Academy that we saw in The Force Awakens being burnt down. Is there any, um, is there is there any, any anyone I've got any guesses of what planet it is? Or well, no idea? It's never no. been announced. It was never announced in the sequel trilogy. It's been called Verdant Planet, which is just basically green, green plants. planet. Um, and then we see the radar of R2D2. How it brings what did what did you th- well, 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 give us give us your give us your your mind and your and your your physical soul being during the moment R2 which which is obviously indicating we're going to see the next thing but uh paint the picture for us
0: um I think R2 I've I've always had a soft spot for him he was my favorite growing up I've got all these droid micromachine toys and things and I just seeing him wiggle and do his little noises and uh, characteristic beeps and things, um, I, I just, I started shaking seeing that. I was just okay. so excited. But I think straight away I knew that, yep, I didn't think they would go into seeing Luke and Grogu in this episode straight after that. I thought maybe in a Chapter chap, chap, chapter 5 that that was a little cliffhanger. We'll, we'll visit that again in Mando Season 3, maybe going back to see Luke and Grogu. But the fact they went straight into it after uh chapter five uh and you see Luke it was just no words it was just Star Wars for me. Mm.
2: So uh yeah. Dil, you were sitting next to me and uh you were you were
3: pretty jaw dropped. <laughs> yeah. I think I leaned. I think as soon as we saw the antenna come up it was <gasps> and then I looked no over way. you and then I was like no way. You just looked over with your eyes all like opened up and I think we shared that. It's actually happening. Holy shit. They actually pulled it off.
2: So. I know. And so, you know, for a split, I mean, Mando lands, and then it's quite funny. Did you pick this up that when he lands and gets out of his ship, that the, the droid pit yeah. that's been sealed, R2 is actually in the droid cockpit for that split set, The camera pans through, and you can see R2 through, and it looks like he's in the Naboo fighter, sort of like mm-hmm. in that kid's yeah, it was yeah. really cool, and mm. like R two looked like he was in the ship for a sec, and then I um, go back and watch that. Go back and watch that. Do you think good? that's
0: kind of a, a su- very subtle way of saying that was the ship that Anakin flew in the Phantom Menace? Do you think I, reckon. I don't know? It be. It's
1: they, they it's, love they love the, they love these Easter eggs, and they'll probably never but, tell us. They'll probably never tell us, but that's a really I reckon Luke will end up saying a comment about the ship or something and then you'll know it'll be something like that but
0: well that's that's what I was saying last week to Matt that um do you think Luke would have some sort of force uh sense or force I don't know what you call it um that Anakin was in that ship and he sees a fond memory of him in in his good time or as a good kid um I don't know. But yeah, it, it's a it's a long shot, but
1: longer mm. shots have been taken, that's for sure. Yeah. We Definitely, a lot more shit at the
0: wall.
2: <laughs> for sure. So, you know, and then um we sort of head he gets out of the ship and gets led down the path, We're like, where's Luke? Where's Luke? Where's Luke? And then all of a sudden these weird androids are just so carrying cool, rocks man. and uh, building the Jedi Temple. Does that mean R2 D two is sort of the queen android? Like, oh, yeah, that's what I put getting, down as
3: well. Giving giving orders to everyone. I reckon they're repurposed gonk droids. <laughs> they <laughs> they did almost look, look like, like that three section gonk droids with R2s white and blue. Yeah. So you know, hive hive mind R2D2.
1: I think someone yeah. needs to make a shirt that says, Is this a bench?
2: Like
3: <laughs> that, I, that's my next one. <laughs>
2: that was my that's the kind of Star Wars comedy, like that's the kind of humor that's that's really good. Like, is that a bench? How long will I be waiting? Like, <laughs> then, then the classic like, turn off.
3: Then it oh. uh, <laughs> then it, it should be him like sitting on the bench and he's just a, like a skeleton in his armor. <laughs> I was thinking, like, it, was, it
2: panned out. It's such a great scene that like, you see the droids and then like you know full widescreen looking at the planet from the other side. And uh, I saw a meme just literally before we got on and saying, you know, Dinjarin is such a dad that. You know, he goes to pick up his kid and takes a nap. He's so tired. Like, um, (laughs) but cameo number three, you know, picturesque scenes, bamboo trees, green leaves, Grogu, and then Luke Skywalker again. Holy fuck. Like, it was just on another level today. Like, it was so crisp, it was clear, it looked so real. Brink out. I, I, I can only imagine Jazz and your giddiness and she would be laughing at you because you're just like giddy like a child. Well,
0: yeah, I'm no, a lot's going through, probably more going through my head than what was going through her head. For her it would have been, oh, Luke Skywalker, cool. For me it was like they've nailed the CGI and, like, it looks like him, it sounds like him. Um, and then I'm just thinking this, this is everything we wanted to see uh, in our childhood before the prequels came, before the sequels came, and that, that was what we thought Luke would do, this sort of uh, hermit on another planet starting up an academy. But for me, looking at how much airtime he got in that CGI form says to me, and I'll say it, say it now, there's potential they can make either a full episode, a full series series, a full movie, feature length movie. Um, it would take them a hundred years to make it, of course. But uh, I think they've demonstrated that that Luke Skywalker in his prime is possible uh, in a CGI form at some stage.
1: Yeah, I reckon we need to call him the Frog Lord from now on. Like he can just pull up frogs whenever he wants. He's like that, <laughs> It was so fucking good, man. That that just that scene and Grogu watch this. That was top tier stuff.
2: And that's the thing, like. It's 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 the it's it's a combination of everything that makes Star Wars magic and like Ludwig's music, like you know when, oh, when the score was Drogu is picking up the frog and it's Ludwig's theme, it's it's you know it's amazing, and then when Luke picks up all the frogs, and the music is like the the Luke theme from um the finale, and then just mental, like you know goosebumps, like I'm just getting cold thinking about it right now, like. And then, you know, we move on and they're going for a walk and it's so funny, like, he's he's lagging behind and he just force lifts him. I called it a force. just
1: (laughs) force leash. Force leash. Force leash.
2: (laughs) Just pulls him along and then the topic of Yoda comes up and the Yoda theme hit, like, you know, tears on the back of the eyeballs, chills, goosebumps. Were you there, Dil? Like, you were sitting next to me. Yeah.
3: I, I, I got the iconic Matt Mole. <sighs> leg grabs. Yeah, the, the <laughs> leg grab and then the, the sighing and I was like, "Ah, oh, here's the tears. There we go. Yeah,
0: but that no, was very Here the works. <laughs> but even the, the parallels to Empire Strikes back where uh, even the way he was running through the trees and jumping mm. over yeah, rocks on the flukes, somersaults, mm. that, they were 100% parallel to Luke's training with Yoda. Um, it was just incredible to see.
3: And I think th- there's something I'm picking up in this episode with Luke's behavior and, you know, I guess it sort of fits with his age is his arrogance and impatience. And I think you'll, as we go through the episodes, so pick up on things like, um, you know, like the force leash and, you know, the way he, the, the words that he uses when he speaks to Grogu, it's, he's very, very, very keen to get this Jedi Academy going and, and it's almost like you'll stop at nothing to get it get it moving, you know, even putting his own interests in front of the others. So but yeah, mm. it's something you'll see as we go on.
1: And that flashback, well, the flashback for when he put his hand on his little head. Was, yeah, I've
3: got something interesting to say here, but it was mm. pretty
1: sweet seeing the live action
2: stuff, like the clones and all that sort of shit
1: again.
3: Yeah, cameo number four.
2: 501st flashback. You know, mm. although he didn't really ask Grogu if he wants to sit. He just went, all right, you're going to remember bang and, like, just went straight into it. But uh, what did you think of the the rescue scene there, the, um Yeah, I thought it was
1: pretty full on. Like, it was it, all that scene, that stuff, like, back when, you know, th- throwing back prequels, all that shit, and it just adds more context to Grogu. And and I think he, I think we're going to see more of them for him. Like, I think as he becomes more of a Jedi, you will see more of them, and I think it'll be – I love a flashback. We've had it in Mando – I mean, bobber a little bit too much, but, you know, I love a good flashback with that more detail from back in the day. Deal, I want to hear this Do, theory
2: of yours. Yeah, tell us your theory, mate. They've obviously held a little bit back. They, they, mm. they stopped it, you know, as because the, the clone troopers are like just pointing down the hallway. What's your theory, mate? I have a feeling we both would be on the same page here. Well-
3: Yeah, uh, two things for me here. One was there's a a way too much emphasis put on the green saber. So this was obviously a very traumatic time for the Jedi and and Grogu specifically as he's, you know, I don't know where he's situated, whether he's in the theory of R2 or, you know, uh, some other astromech or whether he's in his little pod and the, the troopers are running past him. But for me, he just... The way you know the the blasters are bouncing through his eyes and and the emphasis when that saber dropped and then further to what we see later in the episode i don't know I've, i definitely feel like it's influenced his decision in some way but he doesn't have a good um you know a good memory of the jedi and and the lightsaber specifically so no mm. uh, he's definitely triggered by this that's why i was mm. like.
2: Now Luke, might may, may should have asked for permission to sort of like, do you like? Can I can yeah. I do this? Not
3: just like, bang! I'm going to make you remember. So uh- but even even as he's going to put his hand on his head, like he's cowering away. And one thing I was thinking of is when we're looking through that memory, there's that film that almost f- like a retina is uh, around the screen. Do you reckon that's that's Grogu's eye, or is it you know is is it Luke Luke's looking eye seeing yeah, the okay. memory?
0: Okay, sure. Yeah. Did anyone else, I mean, I had for a split second when he said, I'm going to um, go back to your people. Mm -hmm. I I didn't even think of the Jedi Order or the Jedi Temple being his people. I thought his his species, I thought, oh, great, we're going to see where he comes from and more Yodas and Yaddles and Mm -hmm. and what he actually is. But I I was kind of surprised that they went to the Jedi Temple. And I went, yeah, of course that makes sense. Um, But... Yeah, I've got a big question of who was standing next to him or protecting him or behind him during that scene. Surely he wouldn't have just been in the hallway by himself uh, with all these laser beam, uh, laser shots getting fired down the hallway. He, he would have been either in someone's arms or, um, you know, I guess at the stage of getting ready to leave with someone.
3: Well, there's the, there's it, the theories that it's... That we, I think we said this in a, a while ago that it could have been R2, and you know, as it's just an astromech, the troopers think nothing of it and just run mm. straight past him. But mm. then, so this is this isn't mine, I've actually sort of seen this around Cal. It could have been Mace Windu, bring him back, baby, bring him back. <laughs> so, because Mace, be. Mace went into the temple around this time, right? So, unlike the others that came the next day, Mace. Mace could have been around here, and, you know, if he survived, he could be the reason that, you know, Grogu got out. The other one that I've seen is that could it could it have been the librarian or did she die? Chocosta, Chocosta knew. No, she's dead. <laughs> yeah, okay.
2: Uh, oh, no, she depends. She um she escapes, but there was a- there was, And I was texting Brinkett with this earlier. Barris Offee, her hmm. symbol is on the wall in that flashback. So who- Sorry, who's Barris? Barris Offee is the the- The Jedi that
3: that was arrested
2: for uh, framing Ahsoka, and she lost. Oh yeah, right. She well, she wasn't wrong in what she did, or she was wrong in that she blew up people. But she, her views on the Jedi becoming soldiers and not and puppets and not losing touch with the Force, she was bang on, hundred percent correct. But the Mm -hmm. Jedi didn't know that yet. So uh, she's rumored to be coming back in the Ahsoka show. She was best friends with Ahsoka. Maybe she saved Grogu. was it's definitely something that's going to they've they, they've left that out on purpose, and yeah. it's something that, that they can explore and they can make a series about. Like you know, the, the possibilities are endless. You can make six six episodes around about Grogu's anthology at the Jedi Temple to mm. to find he's got fifty years. So,
0: do you think there's a chance that he could actually speak English or whatever the like the mother tongue is and whatever's happened to him in in that trauma, he's forgotten how to speak, he's forgotten the Jedi way, Mm. he's forgotten a whole bunch of things. Like surely, you know, he understands what people are saying to him when Mm. they talk in English Mm. Um, and during his training as a youngling, I'm sure Yoda or whoever it was training the younglings would have been speaking English too. So it's kind of weird that he doesn't speak after 50 years.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, I think for his species, like, 900 or 1,000 is the lifespan. So the first 50 are, like, you know, the premature old. babies. And, like, you know, like, you saw with the Ahsoka episode, like, they were just chatting in complete silence through the Force. So, um, I don't know, it's a bit of a tricky one because they sort of have that Force connection that maybe it doesn't need to talk because they're able to communicate in other ways and, um, I'd love to hear Grogu talk. I would love. Well, to that's hear the that. thing. There's, there's a theory that Yoda had issues speaking Basic because, um, it's just not native t- natural to him. And the reason he struggles, the reason he spoke the way he spoke, was actually not because that's the way they speak. He was just like struggling to speak English or Basic properly. So, um, anyway, we'll find
0: out one day. Mm-hmm. Couple, even that it's more sophisticated than English <laughs> yeah. speaking in, in riddles. It does. It does. <laughs>
2: And then, um, you know, we move on to cameo number five and we're only 14 minutes in, 14 minutes and 30 seconds in <laughs> and Manda has been waiting so long that he's fallen asleep. And this, I mean, we anticipated this one because Dave Filoni doesn't seem to be able to do anything without Ahsoka Tano. But, I mean, at the same time, was like, nah, he's, he's not going to find a way to bring her into this and she's there and when she says I'm an old friend of the family, oh my god, that was like <laughs> chills, like such a I don't know, like you know, Michael, you said that everyone's wanted to see um, Luke in his prime and his academy, but every Clone Wars and Rebels fan has wanted to know: Do you think we'll ever see a day when Ahsoka and Luke Skywalker will talk about Anakin together and share a moment? And you know, that's that's the that's, that was something everyone's ever wanted and. To see her now here, it's just one step closer. And um, you know, cheeky R2 he's like having the dialogue and, and this is why R2 brought you to me. Um, and they go, you know, they have Ahsoka's sort of is, is sort of playing gatekeeper to Grogu now. Like she's sort of trying to keep Din away, but uh but not too aggressively. Care, what did you what did you think here, mate?
1: Mate, this scene that came up here, I was uh I was holding back. It was it – was. I had it right in the fields. It was mm. how, how we said um, – I think she said, Grogu misses you a great deal. I was like, oh, mm. nailed me. And um, yep, he just absolutely just loves the little dude. It was, it was cool, man. It was that whole father-son stuff that has been in Mando that got built up, and it was like – you just felt – he didn't even talk sometimes. He would just stare off into the distance, but you just felt it. It was really, really good scenes, and Ahsoka just made it even better. Seeing her in full – you know, call it full form, I just can't wait to see her kick some ass as well in the future. So
2: Dill, do, do you think she looked better? Like, there was talk in the first, mm-hmm. her first live action that her lekus weren't long enough. She looked a little bit off, but they seemed to like – you know, like, like with a deep fake and they sort of make the big improvement. She looked – even Bloody
3: more on, on song this time. Yeah. She looked good. Was, um, <laughs> her age, yeah. Yeah. And something uh I've seen the memes gone around here of like Cal you're saying when he's looking off into the distance, there's that, that Pedro Pascal like crying under the mask. <laughs> I think I sent a meme to the group oh, yeah. earlier in the week. That was funny. Um no, so interesting interesting here about the whole because I didn't understand like like you said, Matt, how they'd bring her Back in with, you know, obviously she said she wasn't going to train him, and you know she said here that it was going to be Luke, and she's just friend of the family, etc. But then she's there's two lines that stood out to me, which was the, you know, after they're walking through the, the forest and taking a walk, it was the, are you doing this for Grogu or are you doing this for yourself? Um, and then you know when she's questioning Din about the Foundling, you know he was he was a Foundling under his protection or whatever. She said, perhaps he's a Padawan now. Mm. If he sees you alone, it will only make things more difficult for him. Mm. And the score so, you know, was that- so good. At the, uh, but with it, And it goes back to that the whole Jedi path of, you know, um, uh, solidarity and, you know, not, no attachment and whatever. Do you reckon it was just her going back and she knows what it's like when a Jedi loses a loved one, when they fall into a relationship, they become... They'll, they'll move to the dark side. It's sort of a play on the whole relationship piece with the Jedi.
2: No, I, I think she's just more so just laying out all the cards on the table. Like, you know, she's happy happy thing to see him if you really want to. But just so you know, it's, these are the consequences. And it's funny they have a really good dialogue, you know, because he's like, you know, I want to see Grogu. He's, this is for him. He's a family. He this, this. And then she's like, well, it's a Padawan. And so then – didn't like you know, and this this shows what a, what a good dad he is. He's like, well, regardless, this will protect him. And he's like, you know, I've come all this way. I'm not going to see him. And then he says that line, just going, make sure he is protected. And I, I, that guy who's in the mask and his posture, his stance, you get the emotion from a bloody faceless mm, mask. Yeah, and you can. It's so powerful the way he stands and the way he holds himself. Like you can read it. Um, and then you know that music was just yeah, awesome. the music was go, so good. I, I think I said to you, Dylan, like, let's go wake up my son. I I, I need to see him. Um,
0: <laughs> I think Michael. But yeah, back to your point, Dylan, about um, you know what Ahsoka was saying and the question she was asking him. I think, given that Luke's kickstarting the academy. Um, you know, you want to get the foundations right from day one. So they've, yeah. they've learned a lot through what happened to Anakin and Darth Vader and the amount of work it took for his redemption to come back to uh, the light side. So I think Ahsoka's probably been briefed on, hey, look, um, we're going to start this academy. Here are the foundations. Here are the rules. Here's the Jedi way. No attachments. Mm-hmm. Um, M- Mando's a big threat to our... Uh, success of the academy so when he comes back just make sure he understands that hey he's he's a padawan now he's training he can't be can't be seen can't be touched yeah that's
3: exactly exactly where i was trying to get at you know yeah uh, attachment
0: piece and i sort of i I didn't know has ahsoka been there the whole time with luke setting up this academy or she's sort of flying in because she she could see uh, that Mando is coming in that, um, hey, I'm, I'm just going to come and make sure that everything's okay. Is she a, a big part of this academy moving forward or is she kind of a hands behind the back and mm. letting Luke uh, sort of set things up and she's going to go disappear again?
1: She's still looking for Thrawn, mm. so she'll be back and forwards.
0: She, she didn't want to train Grogu back No, No, she, she didn't. So, what what makes her want to be part of training other Jedi and, and starting the academy if she didn't want to have the responsibility of training Grogu? Because
3: at, at the same point, like she turned her back on the Jedi way, if I'm right in saying that, Matt. Like she is still in your correct. Yeah, cool. She, you know, there's there's no real purpose for her other than her own her own interests at the moment, and and that is Thrawn.
2: Well, I mean, I I feel like, you know, she's one of the strongest Force users in the galaxy at the moment. Up there with Skywalker, she's probably more senior. She's got way more experience. She's seen, like, she has so much knowledge and stories and she can give, you know, she can put Luke in the best possible place to get the Academy right, which he doesn't. Um, (laughs) And, you know, and obviously she's drawn to Luke being the son of her master. And um, you know, obviously, this force being and, and re, restarting the Jedi Order is probably something. You know, she 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 knocked back Grogu only because of his anger and his attachment, and she's like, "I've seen what that does to the best of before. us." Yep. So I'm I'm not going to go through. This. She's got scars from Anakin, so um, she's not going to do it. But she's going to let Luke do it because he agreed to take it on, and she, she's not. She like she said, she's not going to stand in the way of other people's decisions. So. They laid all that out, but also she's there because Faloni is directing. So, <laughs> but she's in the right time, the right place. You know, they've kickstarted off her her show. This is this was her backdoor pilot as well, and and it's 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 all. I'm not
1: firing. mad about like it. That. Not mad about it at nah,
2: all. It was it was awesome, and um, and then you know just just when you thought you haven't had enough, they're like let's give you some wonderful Star Wars feels now. We're, we're going to have some training. It's the same backpack from Dagobah. Like, Luke's Luke's just been collecting <laughs> items. Like, he's got the same backpack. We get the do or do not, there is there is no try sort of reworded. Um, more Empire Strikes Back montage is like the backflip and, you know, it's just um, very special Star Wars. Like, the score is just hitting all the notes. The top of the bamboo, feel the force around you, um, and then you know, force music and chills, and you know, just the goosebumps.
0: Um, so does y- Yoda gets his lightsaber back at the end of Revenge, doesn't he? He gets um, Bail no. Organa. So where does it come from?
3: Where where did that? I think he rebuilt. He finds it and rebuilds it, doesn't mm. he? Listen, if you're if you're nine hundred years old. You've
2: got more than one pair of shoes, <laughs> so you'd think you'd have more than one lightsaber. So, yeah. But in the comics, Vader won, uh, but Palpatine in a sort of like Nazi-esque um, fashion, like <laughs> the, the Nazis to the Jews, they burnt all their books. He burnt all the lightsabers in some propagandish display, so Yoda's lightsaber was in that, but they haven't really made any announcements as to what there's done, but it's safe to say um, Yoda may have had another one and in the visual dictionary at Yoda's hut, there was a little compartment hole where Yoda keeps his lightsabers. So maybe after he died, Luke rummaged through his shit and just took all the stuff that was good and so <laughs> like, oh, I'll hold on to that for later. Or I may, have come, m-
0: may have come back and ransacked his hut. I saw a meme today that it could be Yaddle's. Someone was quick to say Luke does say this was Yoda's in in the episode, but um, is Yaddle a real thing? And did she have a lightsaber that he could have kept mm. as a spare when he lost his?
2: It, Yaddle sort of sort of come out of the thing, like it's, it's, you know. There was always oh Yaddle and Yoda fucked, and uh, <laughs> that's how Baby Grogu came and. Dylan, I think you had a point that we missed uh, you wanted to, to, to etch on with the- Oh, it
3: was just a quick mention of the, you know, as, as uh, Din's leaving the planet, Grogu's in the distance reaching out. So, you know, whether he sensed his presence or, you know, if I don't know, It's just just an interesting piece that I think we missed. Yeah, it was, it was mm. a cool.
1: It just added to- it adds to the the Grogu love of Din and back and forth. It's cool. We'll just-
3: Yeah, and it adds to the whole, you know, again, to the decision that he needs to make at the end here, right? So he's getting very uh, conflicted thoughts here. Well, I mean, that's the thing. They're really tugging on the
2: heartstrings this episode. Like, there's just so many points. Like, you see that one and, you know, just when, you you know, I don't know, I feel like you're, you're just chock full of Star Wars and, Luke ignites the green lightsaber and and then there's just more and more Filoni's just piling on the <laughs> Star Wars love the training remote comes out and you know I don't know Brinkett, you and I are first-time kid owners and we're probably a little bit rough with our kid and we're probably just learning how to I'll he, he's he's pretty rough with that with that training like you know shoots the child with the remote jump that all you can do he's a bit he's a bit of a his oh and is a little bit off it's like it was
1: yeah. it was like he was trying to sh- get him, I get that whole like Grogu's put everything at the back, like in the back of his mind, he doesn't want to think about it anymore and he's trying to shake it out of him, like yeah, bring it, he's that's done this shit before, too. like that's the vibe we I got.
0: He's trying to, yeah, he's he's buried something really traumatic mm. deep down and he's trying to trigger him and agitate him, make him angry where he's just going to all of a sudden burst out and, you know, do some, Force lightning and uh, almost be like a little Pikachu or something. But, but yeah, do I think- see,
3: but do you see that as you know an, an ignorance of? I don't know how much of his father he he knew in terms of the the path. But you know, is is uh, triggering him and angering the best way to do it?
2: I wouldn't say he's angering him, but he's trying to sort of um, motivate him. Mm. What's well, like you poking know, poking yeah, the bear? Putting right? him under stress, like. Well, that's the thing. He needs to. Um, I mean, he, he, Ben did the same thing, put the blast shield up, mm. zapped him. You know, you need to be focused to channel your force. Yeah, so that's what
1: I lined it to. If, that that scene is like, you, you'll figure it out,
2: Todd Bob. <laughs> you need to be under duress to fully harness. If you, It's not going to be easy. It's not just, oh, just turn the force on, click it on, and do your thing. So, you know, he's got to put him under a little bit of duress, but he was also. A bit rough, so uh, mm. but that's the thing. First time trainer, so uh, I'm but sure I'm sure things go nice and smooth
3: with Ben Solo. So, uh. <laughs> and going back Uh-oh. to the when he you know he, he's doing the training and he ignited the saber again. Just want to touch on that point that I said earlier again. Like Grogu intensely watching Luke <laughs> flail the saber around. Teen PTSD vibe. Yeah, he's in, in in his eye again. You just see that green saber just flying around and. I don't know if necessarily he had a, uh, an upset look on his face. He actually did look like he was in awe, but I don't know. Again, they're just emphasizing this whole green saber. So you probably,
0: you probably saw he probably saw Anakin plow through a million younglings in the <laughs> the, the Jedi Temple, and yeah. he's now got this. He can he knows that Luke's a Skywalker, Anakin Skywalker, and now uh, Anakin's progeny, Luke is there trying to train him and say, hey, look, this is the Jedi way when you've you've just like his last recollection or experience with a Jedi was Jessica. Anakin Skywalker playing through all the younglings. So there has to be something really traumatic uh, that I think Luke can't see past mm. that Grogu's holding on to.
3: 100%. With you all the way. Mm.
2: No, no, it's, uh, it's definitely something there and, and maybe Luke's not aware of it, but, um, you know, you get some really awesome Attack of the Clone vibes when you know he starts to jump and he's doing the Yoda flips and everything. Yeah, and, that was sick. And he's just avoiding the remote, and then and then you know just Ahsoka comes out and sort of you see Luke just training, and then standing behind him, and she gives him this look. They just have this, they just have this chemistry about them as well. It's very very funny and just so weird and wonderful. Um, the moment they're sharing together and. There's lines like, you know, sometimes the student guides the master and, you know, you you just look back on all the Clone Wars episodes and that Ahsoka and Anakin had together where she sort of got him out of trouble and she learned so much from him. And then the line that just stole the episode as well. And she's like, (laughs) so much like your father. And, oh. That was
1: movie-esque line. Like, that was like something. I was like, did they just do that? That was like such a perfect, like it felt pivotal don't you reckon?
2: Like I can just say, like, after you heard it you sort of, like your Star Wars soul like like it's like it hasn't had enough goodness this episode, you're just like uh,
1: I
0: re- That's one of the things that, I rewound. That's the exact yeah.
3: noise that you made Matt, you, do, you were just like oh.
0: <laughs> But if you think of when Baru says, um, you know, he's got too much of his father in him and Uncle Owen says well that's what I'm, I'm afraid of, it's kind of the opposite to what she says about Luke and his father, um, mm. that he can see the good in him. So, yeah, good point. I
2: think in that instance, like, uh, Owen was what, you knew that what happened to his father is turned to Darth Vader. And she's like, you know, Luke's just not a farmer. He's got too much of his father's adventurous spirit and recklessness vibe. Um, whereas this one, he's sort of doubting, what should I do with him? And trust your instincts. Trust your instincts. And that's the thing, like, um, because Ahsoka was meant to be Obi Wan's mm. um, Padawan, but then Yoda decided it'd be more beneficial if Anakin took him on, and he's like, I don't know, I don't want one. And then they had an amazing relationship. So, oh, just so many references to. They're just hitting every single part of the, the Star Wars saga from episode one to episode nine and cartoons in between. And. Brinkat was always—he's always like I only watch the movies—and then he, he sent me a text today. Of, he's watching Rebels, and he's already on uh, Master, uh, Twilight of the Apprentice.
3: Oh no!
0: So, uh, nice. so, uh, yeah, I, I took took your advice, and I thought I'll, I'll just cut to it. I'll start on that one, and uh, yeah, I'm up to episode three, season three. And so. Est- Are you loving Thrawn? Yeah, he's he's cool. So cool. I think I might, yeah have to purchase a Funko Pop of him. I think he. He've, uh, you've It's lo- three hundred nine
2: dollars now.
0: I'm happy to pay that. It'll go up to five hundred if he makes his uh, on pay $50. Fifty, fifty. I'm gonna become quite the pop broker.
2: I'm very <laughs> proud of myself. <laughs> but um, hey, um, what
0: what do you think is the future for Grogu? I'm just sort of thinking merchandise wise for every Funko Pop that comes out from Mandalorian series, there's five Grogu's, so he's, he's sort of here to stay. Do you think if, if he was to go down the Jedi path, we would see him sort of drift off and go on the quiet, or do you think that's sort of merchandise suicide, if if they don't give him the the Mithral or Chainmail uh, and go back to Mando, that, that's that's a, a merchandise disaster?
2: Well, I'll, so- I'll save that question for yeah, the end. I was going to say. Because we've got some theories and... Yeah, just have heard it. a couple of theories. Yeah, probably the same. Save it. Save it. Well, this is going to be a long show, I think. So <laughs> let's let, let's uh, let's just exit that scene now. Like Luke's looking a bit needy. He goes, "Will I see you again?" And then, oh um, man, I
3: cringe. So you you saw me, man. I was like, I know Fuck, that was so cringe. I don't know. I didn't There's, like that. Yeah, but it's because I think the you know
2: her her life experience and all the stories she has about her father. I'm sure they haven't. St- gone over everything and Luke's we've got a zillion questions and mm. um and it worked perfectly because hit- that's
1: what he said in whatever episode uh, back in the day. And then
2: and then you know um she goes perhaps and we all know they're gonna it's gonna happen in her show or like you know it's it's left yeah. the door perfectly ajar for more of what I mean that is what everyone wants. We want more Luke and Ahsoka, you know, and then it's you got the may the force be with you, hand on the chest. oh. And finally, finally, we get cameo number six, Boba Fett, Boba Boba Fett. in Jabba's palace. He's finally in his show. There's a team meeting; they're preparing for war. I, I, I checked this; it was only 130 seconds. The, the major domo gets a line, but Boba doesn't. He just <laughs> he's just staring at the at, at the team meeting, his purpose and values meeting for the week, and um, <laughs> they're going through everything, and. Um, Then Dean goes, I know a guy. And so they leave, and that that, that scene's over. Before before um, we
3: finish, Matt, did you notice something in the background of the scene? Did I notice something in the background?
2: Uh, What was it again? Chris Anton?
3: No. So on the throne, Boba's helmet was sitting the the helmet. Yes, that's right. Mm, What does that that mean? mean? I don't know. I I don't know what the significance of it was. I think it was just a. Yeah, his helmet's back there, but I don't know. It's just an interesting thing to. I don't know whether that was, you know, purposeful or. He's just had a reason for I don't
0: know. it. I do yeah. very- <laughs> If you saw uh, on screen, you probably would have, been. you might not have recognized me without my helmet. <laughs> 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 Place it there to make sure.
2: <laughs> so now we're back to Moss Pelgo now, free, free town. Oh, they've become worse. This is where, you know, the give the <laughs> armor being given up mentioned, was mentioned several times, and you know there's some dialogue between the two. We, we both lost things we're fond of. Head to the bar, and you know I love how you so know, on the way there you sort of see the sand crawler with the crate dragon skull on its roof. Mm. Yeah. That was cool. That was sick. And then when you get to the bar, that's the belly of the crate dragon on the inside. Yeah. Um, I didn't see that. Yes.
3: Yeah. So, yeah, so like if you look on the inside this spine there's like, and then all the ribs.
1: I'll have to go back and check. I didn't see that. That's cool. That's really cool.
3: And then, Very you know, cool.
2: um, obviously in the Aftermath book, it was called Freetown and they've sort of – that's a fan service-y change. So, that's a little mm. Wendy, Chuck Wendy change. And, you know, just in case you hadn't had enough this, I mean, I've said this many times, we got cameo number seven. And, and from the title, From the Desert Comes a Stranger, this blurry, <laughs> westernized movie – you know, hot figures just coming out from the distance, and I, I knew who it was sh- straight away, but I couldn't but, believe that it. was going to be happening. my question. Did you? Did you all pick it straight away?
3: Yeah, yeah. Matt. I, I think Matt and I were both like, "Holy shit, it's Cad Bane!" Like as soon yeah. as you Cad, saw the hat, Cad fucking
0: Bane. Cad fucking. Bane. Did you pick that up? I did, and only because I, you know, sold him. Had the- I
2: thought that <laughs>
0: pop, you know, a special con pop, which generally they. They take flight or they don't, but uh, that's the only thing I knew about this guy's existence, that he was a pop, so he must have been someone of importance. But um, when Jazz um, said, oh, who's that guy, I'm like, (laughs) it's Cad Bane. Is that
2: Grand Admiral Thrawn? No. (laughs) uh,
0: That's all I know. He's Cad Bane, but, um, yeah, I I didn't really know what to explain to her because I don't know much about him.
3: He was a bounty hunter. Big well, it's a
2: bit hypocritical. I gotta say, like you know, whatever Fed is paying, you will match. Boba Fed is a cold-blooded killer that worked for the Empire. It's the Empire, this right? This is a guy that yeah. worked for Palpatine, stealing Jedi, <laughs> stealing Force-sensitive
3: yep. children, so to turn them to turn them to Sith, like exactly. come on. So, yeah, it's a bit
2: a bit on the uh, a bit on the a bit on the hypocritical How good side. Was but, the, um, you know,
1: the 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 uh, just the Outfit, like the his face, everything was just
2: really well done. His teeth were super fucking gnarly, like yeah, they were fucking nailed. Really cool. Absolutely really well. Do you done. think the teeth looked a bit like the the guy? What's his name in um Lord of the Rings, Return of the now King?
0: His mouth's like sideways, mm-hmm.
2: but the teeth are a bit
0: sharp teeth. <laughs>
2: now you it, Brigh- you've been sending me pictures like the people are fixing it, like. But I think the Durost, you know, he. It's good that he he wasn't super blue because he's sort of. I mean, he's fucking old. He would have yeah. aged a bit. I was mm. comfortable with, and he doesn't have. And I love, you know, um, you should never stick your nose where he doesn't belong. Ironic. It's from a guy who doesn't have a nose, and <laughs> I think I saw the um, the meme. What was this like? Well, Cabane, you don't have a nose. <laughs> the Forrest Gump meme. <laughs>
1: His voice was but, really, um, His voice was perfect, but his voice was. really oh, look, well, well it's,
2: it's it's Corey Burton. It's the same guy who's done all the um, Clone Wars and episodes. So they kept that on ta- on on track, and then you know the the crescendo and lead up to it. I mean, it was pure Western. Mm. Um, another mention: you should never have given up your armor, and then just. Um, you know, deputy dipshit panics and um <laughs> and Deputy destroy. Dipshit.
0: Yeah, I uh, see to- the deputy he did, not
2: he? Uh, oh yeah, shit. <laughs> <laughs> so like I mean that's the thing. You obviously saw how, how quick Cat uh, Cobb Vanth was with his gun. Um but I think deputy dipshit sort of uh you saw his eyes divert and then it distracted him and then, you know. Um it was so funny though, like you know. Afterwards, you know, as long as the spice remains, everyone will be left alone. Everyone goes to help the marshal, the deputies. Like, no, he's fucked. Don't worry about him. Um, but he got shot. Top, you know,
3: top
2: right. So top right, yeah, top right shoulder. It, yeah, this is Disney, okay. If 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 they get some sort of medical aid, healed up, they're definitely
3: alive, okay. Like, I his, think I be out, back. I think I yelled out to Matt. Matt. At this moment, I was like, get the back to spray.
1: Get the back to spray. He'll be in the tank. He'll be over with (laughs) the He'll be right. The attack
2: (laughs) will trigger the town to fight. So we'll be fine. Pull the free town. Change it.
3: (laughs) Oh, that's it. That's it.
2: And there's there's, there's Banthers that are just high as fuck right now, just going, (laughs) going mental all over Tatooine.
3: There were two things that I had to say about this scene, and it was... Do you think the um, the the standoff is a, a foreshadowing of the the Boba uh, Cad Bane flashback that we're 100% all- 100% we're going yeah, cool. there. Cool. And then the sex point- That was- the, Well, one sec.
2: It, it's it's the same thing, but with the
3: Boba Fett number one. So, correct. he had Boba's armor. Yep. Um- because that, because that's he said that that liner. But you know, you sh- you should have never given up your armor. And it, it's almost like Cad was wanting that that uh, reenactment
0: again. But um, rock up thinking that I've heard of this guy in Moscow wearing like I'm going go like well, there there. And-
3: yeah, I. Well, yeah. I think
2: the Pikes would have just sent them because of what happened to Spice. Because um, that guy would but have t- gone, you know, some skinny guy with no armors there, just telling him everyone he's the marshal. Um and Cad Bane Cad Bain knows because he said whatever Fett's paying you, just stay out of it. Trust me. Um, but I
3: think to bring Cat's point, like, and I had the same thought was, um, you know, had he have maybe heard of a go- a guy, you know, yeah, uh, people knew that Boba was dead. Only right? on a but, Twitter, Twitter, they yeah, would have just there's been. A, there's a guy. They know each other. There's a guy wearing Boba Fett's armor in Mos Pelgo. Didn't think much of it until. You know, recently, and
0: now he's got reason to go there, but yeah, we, we, yeah there's this Marshall uh, in, in Arbor, mm. uh, that, yeah, it's Boba Fett. He's going back for for seconds. So.
3: But yeah, mm-hmm. like like you said, Matt. Obviously, at this point in time, it's probably now more of, yeah, I'm working for the Pikes. Um, I've come to you know pay my due. But the, the next well, yeah, point that I had the Pikes was have
2: gone right. Here's the situation. Boba yeah. Fett's on the on
3: as the daimyo, you yep. know, um,
2: he's he's marshalling tr- troops. He's got um, he's trying to take get the town on board to fight, and so Cad Bane's gone to take to just snuff that. I mean, he even said, "Stay, don't get involved. We'll pay you not to yeah. be involved. Um, just let it play out." And because they've mm. got the numbers. Um, Where's yeah, Tondo? we'll see. It. Tondo Where's Tondo 360? 360? How did
0: he get he there? He's,
2: old, he's an old man. He just walked in the desert. like He mm-hmm. didn't have his jetpacks. It's a long walk. I mean, what did he park his car really far away so he could do that cool entrance, but he mm-hmm. must be hot and sweaty and I don't know. Who knows? But we digress. Let's move on to the next scene where the sort of the pikes sort of flex their muscle a bit. They blow up the sanctuary. Should we all take cantono? a moment of
1: silence for Rebo?
2: Rest in peace. Well, no. No, he's not. Rebo he is notably absent. Yeah. They, a, they close sus. up on no, the they droid. Didn't show him, They did close they? up on the Biff. But Rebo, once again, is noticeably absent. Um, oh, you know, Rebo a lives. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, and Jennifer Beals, of Whip, she had a very visible scar on her neck. And. She looks like she's been blown apart as well, but um, there's more to play there as well. Like um, it was interesting. I um, they, they definitely, definitely all dead. Needed to ramp up the pikes' danger, like because up until that point, you know, you see them peddling spice and they hadn't really flexed their muscle in a aggressive sense yet.
1: Do you reckon everyone died in there? Yeah. Um, maybe. I reckon. What's a Twilight chick's name? Did you say? Gars Gars whip. Whip? Yeah, I think she'll survive. she'll survive. I don't think so. I think Rebo survives. She's too hot not to survive. She's got to survive. Mm.
2: But we uh, we move on to the final scene, and this is where I'm sort of pausing and going, oh, "Fuck! There's only like three minutes left. We're definitely <laughs> you know I'm trying to space out my enjoyment and also just I mean I, I could have watched this for four hours if mm. this had was going. For, I would have just kept watching. Uh, it was that good." If they, if they could somehow continue it, um, and then the temple's finished, and we move to the new show called Grogu's Choice. <laughs> and it's Mandalorian armor or lightsaber, and he's only allowed to choose one. And if you take the armor, you return to your friend and forsake the Jedi. Or take Yoda's lightsaber, and you'll be the first student, and I will train you to be a great Jedi you may never see the Mandalorian again because a short time for you is a long time for someone else.
3: It's a lifetime for someone else. else.
2: Brinks, what did you – how did that scene hit you?
0: It's one of those it's too good to be true moments Mm. that there's a lightsaber on the table, Luke's training him, like this is going to be a a kick-ass little young thing in training, but then we're brought quickly back to reality with that choice – um, over you know attachment over um, you know the, the training path to become a Jedi. So for me, it's kind of like oh, really like we just had a a really really good episode, um, probably the highest highest of highs of feelings, and you brought to that harsh reality right at the end where he's like, you know, you can't have your cake and eat it too.
1: Mm-hmm. They even stopped on he his face the- as well, like when they the, the last thing was. Grogu's face. The, like, it was him just going, oh, fuck.
2: <laughs> what am I going to do? Yeah, it looked like he was about to speak as well um, at the end, and they cut it off. So, daddy. <laughs> It'll be interesting. Yeah. Um, what do you, where do we th- think he's going to ch- – I mean, cow, armor or lightsaber? I think
1: he'll go lightsaber, um, and Ooh. he'll still get the armor later. Um, cool.
0: I think like a reward maybe he'll he'll use it to motivate him and keep him in check with his feelings. Yeah,
1: I think there's a reason they made it, do you know what I mean? They're not just going to like definitely like you said, it's just going to be a pop with some chain mail on. But there's, there's yes. it's a I think he'll choose a lightsaber and then he'll get that anyway for armor.
2: Well, how's this for theory then? So, just like an Empire strikes back. Um, He'll choose the lightsaber, not like that. And then, whilst, which will allow the Luke and, and Yo- Grogu story, Tales of the Jedi st- TV show to begin. And then he'll have a Force vision while Din is in trouble on Mandalore and will have to leave just to go help Din because he's seen he's in trouble. And just like Luke did for Han and Leia, Luke will let him leave because he did the same thing. And that will allow. Both of us to get this. He'll have the lightsaber. He'll ha- pick the he'll pick the armor, and then he'll take the dark saber.
0: Uh, well, do you reckon there'll be a, a, a Sith or someone he must face off with his training not yet complete, sim- similar to Luke? So he's started in the middle of his training to help Mando, for instance, but then uh, he gets there and someone just jumps out with a red lightsaber. I An mean, inquisitor.
2: I don't think so because you got to remember that we're in that 30-year space between Return of the Jedi and, and The Force Awakens, um, and for a Sith to sort of just pop out of
0: nowhere, you
2: know, there's always two and I don't know. It, it has or to be some fall-
0: sort of... Grey Jedi, someone who's lost their way. Mace Windu we <laughs> Windu's not going to attack Baby Yoda. No, no, no,
3: uh, no. But, like, <laughs> yeah, just a spider qui Um not, <laughs> not sure on that one. But- I like that
2: theory, Matt. Def- I like that theory a lot. There's definitely because, I mean, the, the whole Mandalorian chosen one thing sort of was like, Tar Vizla was the Force-sensitive Jedi Mandalorian. So- Grogu definitely fits that bill, unless they sort of make Dinjar in Ford sensitive or uh, out of nowhere. They, I, I really feel like that's where they're leaning towards, like this whole Grogu Mandalorian leader. Mm-hmm. And that keeps him away uh- from Ben Solo's murder at the temple. He, he's got to be out of there bef- when, when that goes down because they, they'll keep it away, they'll keep the
0: continuity. Do you think melting down the Beskar spear is is maybe comes into play where that's seen as a threat that if Grogu's trained with a lightsaber, that Beskar spear is, uh, I guess, a defence or something.
1: Um, I don't know where I'm going with that. I reckon we'll see more of the spear. I reckon they're going to bring because they only used a
0: little bit of it, right? Yeah, because she says it's the only thing that can um, defend you against a lightsaber.
2: Oh mm. well, no, no, she, she she was like, this can pierce Mandalorian armor too, and presents a threat. And so we, and Mandalorian army as armor um, is only meant to be used for. Uh, sorry, Beskar is only meant to be used for Mandalorian armor, and so she made him burn it down, but. We, we we discussed this last week, saying you know that's a bit misleading, given that whispering birds is a weapon, the, the the dark sabers a weapon. And so
0: oh, that she fights a bit.
2: Exactly. So we're not we're not we're not too we're not too keen on the armor lady. She's uh, I think that that the burning that spear was a bit dodgy. So we'll uh, that'll come into we'll find out. I think the armor will become a villain at some stage, and I reckon this, I reckon it's she,
1: Rook cast. Have you heard of that theory, Rook Cast, of her being Rook Cast? No. So they say, so she was the female who led the female Mandalorian who led the shadow collective of the Super Commandos in the Clone Wars, and Moore was the leader of it. It plays into your theory. Ooh. So she's and she's a bit of a bad looking bitch. I love it when Kellen goes deep. Yeah. She's a bit of a bad bitch as
2: well. Mm hmm. So um well, that's very interesting. Yeah, no, it definitely uh feels like like she's got four spikes on her head and that's what malls are, yep. uh, people had. So I think yeah, she's gonna be she'll be someone of a uh, person of interest in the future. Um does anyone think Cad Bane is now the man that slaughtered the Tuscans? I
1: read yeah. I read that now and I was that I only read it just before the pod and I was like hundred percent. Did you read that deal?
3: No, I don't really think so. No. but, yeah,
2: I, but
1: I are
3: you about There was the whole Phoenix like Kinton Striders defeated yeah, Tuscans. No, I get that. That- yeah, but I, I don't think it would have been cat just to do that. I think he's got more important matters than, you know,
2: killing some Tuscans. Yeah. yeah. The Pikes would have gone, okay, the, the Tuscans just stole our Spice. Kill them. Mm. Um, Mos Pelgo took our Spice. Kill them. It seems like they got the same the same agenda. Yeah, I, yeah.
1: I reckon they probably had a few a few bike riders maybe with him. But it's also to throw them off. It's the, it's the game the Pikes play. The Pikes are one of like if not the biggest one of
2: the biggest families. Syndicate. Yeah, syndicate. So, mm-hmm. um, but it's also kill the Tuscans and make it look like the Kinton Striders mm-hmm. did it, so that Bobber takes them out and then we have no protection to pay at all. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So.
0: Or would they mm. risk such a valuable asset to go up against that many Tuskens on his own? Hmm. He's, he's C-
2: C- Cad Bane's not an asset. He's just the someone they hire. Done I mean, for hire. multiple bounty hunters. It's like there's no shortage of them. Um, so yeah, we'll, well see. We'll I've see. got
3: one for you. So let's let's skip forward a bit to next episode. Um, I won't go into much more of our predictions, but it's more of a Fennec Shan's role. I have a feeling she's going to die right. at the hands of Cad Bane.
2: We had a fight
3: in Bad Batch?
2: Yep. Now, do you think she's told Boba that she's met her, his sister yet? or What's going on
3: there? I do not There's- think so. No. Why not? I don't know. I feel like... I don't know at, at, at this stage, Fennec's still very on the fence about Bobo. I, I don't know. I have this, I have a, I have a gut feeling that Boba's not running. Excuse me, not running things the way that she would. Like she's still very much the, the the muscle of the the two, the relationship, the bad cop, right? Mm. Like the old ways. I, d- I don't think she's getting that invested in, in Boba's I mean- her personal
2: interests. Yeah. The way she announced everyone at that table with all the the three all the families, and now you know she's running the team meetings. I don't know. I, 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 don't, I don't. There were some looks that she gave earlier on that she was unhappy with sort of things, but I'm not getting that dissent vibe yet. Now I think they're pretty much on the Assassins. same
0: page. Assassins are sort of lone wolves at the end yeah. of the day. They look after themselves more than anyone else. So it, it, it's a fair assumption that she could. Sort of yeah, crack it and go. You know what? I'm I'll, I'll gonna, I'm gonna betray him. Who's Boba's sister? Is that Omega? Omega. Where does yeah.
1: Batch sit to this timeline?
0: Uh, before Omega, Omega would years? have
3: been like older now. Yeah, it's well, but
2: they're, they're the same age. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Fennec was it's about th- it's about twenty five years before. Yeah. So. Um, we might see a live action Omega. So, what are we <laughs> seeing this week? What are we, what are, what are we going to no see? Way. Meg Ryan is Omega. No way we're seeing. A Hello, mate. It's Millie Bobby.
1: Hello, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Millie Bobby. <Yeah. laughs> no, no way we're seeing Omega. Too young.
2: We're going
3: to see more bounty hunters. Yeah, I'm. I'm hoping. I'm really hoping so. I, I, I've got. A, I've got a good feeling that the Tuscan like. It just does. It just did not make sense that. Din goes to Freetown and Boba doesn't, you know, go in search of the Tuscan warrior and, and the other tu- – even just the other, other other Tuscans. Like, word travels far with their tribes. Gandalfs with the Tuscans, so he'll yeah. he'll come on the fifth day. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> and like, there's going to be a wave of them running over the, the – you're going to hear a – and then here they come over the sand dunes and they're on their banthers and – Mate, it's going to be unreal. Fear theor- 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 and speech. in theor- Tuscan. Theor- and it's going to be, be like Braveheart, they're mate. Up. They're just going to come over the hills.
0: Do you think he stands with the Tuscans so, though? Like, because he throws that uh, his uh, staff thing in the fire when he's burning all the bodies, and sort of that,
2: that, that, that's, the key, that's the that's the that's the small kids. Uh, that's your, that was your that, that was your L plate stick. Uh, yeah, so that's that's what you have, that's what you start off as, and then you sort of level up and
3: get your gaffy. Like so, just, uh, just touching back to my, my theory with Fennec Shan passing away, so mate, what if so Boba's lost everyone but Fennec to this point now, right? So if, if he was to lose Fennec, um, you know, to CAD, right, this could then reignite the the ruthless Boba that we got a glimpse of in the when he was killing the striders, but you know, could flip out, and then him and Cad could have this, you know, final duel to where, whether Cad dies next episode or, you know, ends up going in to be this much greater, you know, short-term villain. But,
2: I will we'll see. We'll see. Are we going to see Rat, the Boba on the rancor? <laughs> oh yeah, I completely forgot about that. Fuck. I don't think so. Like, I mean, they, they said, oh, it takes you know years of practice and.
3: Plenty of effort, but maybe he, he wrote maybe he's a been doing follow.
2: that. He's been doing that for the last two episodes on this on the sneak <laughs> while Luke skywalker has been running the show. If he um, if he could
3: have named the Rancor, like we, what do you reckon he would have named it? Slave Tooth.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Fire Rancor. <Yeah. laughs> no, I, I, oh, I think I'd be gob smacked if he was on a Rancor. But other things have happened in the Star Wars universe.
2: Mm-mm. What about Han and Chewie? No. no. It's too much.
3: So. Yeah, it's too much. Too much? Oh, it's I'm sorry. Too,
2: too
1: much. I've <laughs> had enough. That's for way. my heart, mainly.
3: If you, could get, if you could get Harrison Ford to come back, even if it was like a CGI version, he, you'd have to fucking pull him from the grave. Like,
2: Well, I told Brinks this morning, like, they have photos of Harrison Ford on the set of Indiana Jones wearing, you know, those 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 pointy things on your face, which yeah. is indicating they've got de-aged Hans Harrison Ford. Oh, sorry, Indiana Jones What's to say, "Hey, just one last come time. back for one scene and just do this, and like, we'll give you a five mil or whatever. Like, it just fuck party. You got
3: <laughs> to do it. Well, the Falcon knows, flies in you know? and
1: kicks it." For- Do there's a bombing run and flies back out.
3: (laughs) I don't know. Yeah a bombing run and then you you see them in the cockpit.
2: (laughs) They need some sort of either cliffhanger (laughs) or, you know, hype moment to finish this off. It's not gonna be like, oh hey, we defeated the Tuscans. Huzzah. Everyone has have a melon. Thanks for watching, guys. We'll see you next year. It's going to be something
3: big. And I, it, well, my, I'd my if question, if, my question is, is do you actually think they're going to tie this up in the next episode? Because I don't. I've I've flipped on what I said a few weeks ago. I don't think it's going to end here. I
1: think it's an hour and a half episode.
0: You reckon? It's, it's, it's the book of Boba, so it's not. Uh, I think a book has multiple chapters, and this is, this has got obviously chapters as episodes. But I don't think it's going to wrap up in one episode and be able to segue to Mando season three but also have uh, more side stuff for Boba after Mando season three.
3: It's yeah. Because because so even Book of Boba Fett will return for another season. Possibly. Because even if what what's to say that they actually go to war this next episode. This they could still be oh, preparing they have, for the war. They have to go to war. Trust me are,
2: for three episodes he's gone, <laughs> we will be ready. Yeah.
3: The war is
2: coming. We will be ready. So, where the fuck <laughs> is this war? <laughs> like,
0: he's back to back to tanking 100. He's, he's
2: leveled up. But he's he's had the big mushroom. He's is big bobber now. There'll be a war. There'll be. It has to be. How long do we think the next episode will be? How much prediction?
3: Ninety yeah.
2: minutes. Too long. That's a
3: good ass yes. guess, Dylan. I'll go with seventy-two minutes. <laughs> I'll go with
2: seventy-four minutes. I hope I you all. <laughs> You
3: won't.
2: So the Hawkeye was an hour and something. So uh, it could be. It could be. We could see a big one, but I don't know if it's going to be wrapping itself up. I don't know. I'm very confused. I mean these these were amazing episodes. Were they Book of Boba? F- the fact that they're happening in a show called the Book of Boba Fett.
3: I don't know. <laughs> But I'm, I'll take it. I'm so filled up with goodness. That- yeah, I, f- I feel like the, the, there's going to be a massive payoff with the Tuscans that is going to make the first three, four episodes worth getting through. Like, it, it just doesn't make sense to now have left them out of the whole series. You know, if it, well, if that's it,
2: the thing. Like, it's the book of Boba Fett. The first four chapters were his backstory. Mm-hmm. You know, the, not not every book focuses on the main character. Every page, so Hmm. we've had us little, you know, Mando side story, Luke Skywalker's whole episode, and now it'll has to be back on Boba now. And what we get—that's the thing. I love the fact that I don't know what we're going to get, and I'm a little confused because you know I like you like to sort of predict things, but we don't even know if we're getting another season or if it's going to segue into Mando season three. When we're going to see Mando season three? Might there's production issues with COVID like. Is that the reason why they brought so much of the storyline into this? I don't know. I
1: like that. Um, I really think Mando season three doesn't have to do any of the backstory for Grogu. And do you know what I mean? It's, it's
3: like they'll just be able to kick it off straight
1: s- away, straight in. Yeah, and I think yeah. that's um, like it filled a lot of gaps for that new se- new that new season.
3: Is Grogu going to make his
2: decision next
3: week? Yeah. Well, I I wrote down three different scenarios, and you covered off like pretty much all of them. Like <laughs> well, I, yes, no, <laughs> maybe? Yeah. No, no, no. Like a, I had a thought of, you know, he would choose the Sabre for this reason. He would choose the Mithril armor for this reason, or <laughs> there'd be a situation where we'd choose both, but we've covered them all, so there's no point we going into them. But, um, but is it going to happen this week or in Mando Season I not
1: don't, I, don't, I reckon it'll be Mando Season 3. Yeah, I think they yeah. could use that for they won't, the first episode. They won't show you choosing it or anything. It'll just he'll just come in with the with the armor uh, on, and then he'll light what, that what,
3: what if it's just like a right at the very end of the book of Boba, the, the finale? You just hear the the chain armor being rustled and the lightsaber going off. Ooh. Old oh, El Paso. In black. Why don't we? Why don't we have no los dos? You'll have the armor on, and then you'll ignite the dark saber. Fuck the lightsaber. Okay, can we actually have a – Yes, yeah, so I, I wrote this down as well. The whole dark saber thing, and you know him being the because you you spoke about Grogu and the Mandalore, um, with the dark saber uniting everyone and stuff last week, right? Yeah. Talk to me more about that because I'm I'm so I just can't picture Grogu holding a massive dark saber. In my mind, and how he gets
2: there. He's quite small, but he would have to win the lightsaber by Creed. Correct. And and have have claim to it. And then once he has claim to it, it doesn't matter what you look like or how big you are or what you're- But the fact of the matter is he's part of a foundling. He has Mm -hmm. has the, not the lineage, but the sort of Mandalorian Creed. Creed, yep. And then, you know- He'd have to help them, you know, gather the troops to get Mandalore back on their terms. So I don't know. That, that, that we're talking maybe two seasons of backstory to get there. Mm. I don't know. It's um, we're He's a long put way. A helmet off. on too, wouldn't he? Exactly. So it's all very exciting. We are three nights, two and a half nights away from getting some completion, and you know. Even if, even if, I mean everything we have got up until this point. I mean, Michael said to me the other day, if we don't get Crimson Dawn, it's it needs Crimson Dawn to redeem itself. I think after what we got this week, it's it's fully redeemed. Yeah, in mm-hmm. your
0: eyes, yes. I think this this has redeemed the whole sequel trilogy. The last two chapters. Yeah,
2: Michael's saying that he's going to pretend that uh, the uh, the sequel trilogy didn't exist and it, it just starts now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: uh, up to date, this is the latest Star Wars installment.
1: <laughs> They've def- they've def- well, definitely, definitely, uh, definitely made any. If anyone had any of
0: those, you know, they hated it or any
1: bad vibes last week because you can't complain with anything. Something,
2: yeah, something if, just you, if you're routine, complaining about this, you just love complaining, yeah. seriously.
0: Yeah. Well, there's so many people complaining about yes, they've done it great, but how they did it, that some of the CGI, the even Cad Bane, uh, his face should be longer. No, and shut be up! Blue and <laughs> people uh, just aren't happy. Like seriously, it's a space opera, and they've given fans everything we ever wanted, and now they're complaining at the nittiest of small. Yeah, things. It's unbelievable. You can't can't win everyone.
2: People are the worst. <laughs> <laughs> but Michael, absolute pleasure having you on. Tell us where uh, the good people can find you and your. Uh Lovely photos and, yeah, uh, tell us about the Salted Pork podcast quickly
0: as well. Uh, Salted Pork podcast, it's its now full steam ahead that I've got myself a mic. So uh, the uh, the graphics are done, the Twitter page is up, the mic's here. Uh, we're just waiting for some uh, trailers to drop. We've, we've got a whole heap of uh, movie posters uh, with, I think, <laughs> about 15 different characters holding rings and swords and weapons. <laughs> um, it's a Lord of the Rings podcast, by the way of the rings podcast um the rings of power which is pretty exciting so yeah i'm on twitter brinks07 uh, is my handle on twitter i do photography as well uh, which is completely separate to that that's under after dark uh but i think for the next six to 12 months you'll see more of me in the podcast world particularly in salt pod um would certainly love to come back here as a guest as well it's been a lot of fun tonight
1: perfect
2: no, it's been great, mate. Um, awesome. You got the mic and, yeah, looking forward to recording some Lord of the Rings goodness with you. I'm going to suggest we watch all the movies
0: and have a good chat about them and uh, get some catalog going. Cuts. Yeah, probably a <laughs> extended cut uh, marathon at the Orpheum Theatre in the most... Oh, no. my, my, I've, got, I've
2: got a sore back just thinking about that. <laughs> but, guys, it's <laughs> been great. It's been uh, a very one of our longest episodes, and it needed to be, but... Um, not much left to say other than may the force be with you may the force Force be with all all of us
3: bring mace back (laughs) he's not
2: coming wow what an episode i think we can all agree that was a 10 out of 10 pure star wars episode for us all thanks for tuning in we really appreciate you listening you can find us at tmaby podcast on twitter 3maby podcast on instagram and three men in the baby podcast on facebook If you have any questions, please send them through to tmabypodcast at gmail.com and we will be back next week to discuss the finale of The Book of Boba Fett. We'll catch you then.